Welcome, welcome everybody to the Untitled Gaming Studio Community Podcast. Hey, I am so very excited to have you all here today because we have a fantastic and very interesting topic and some unique guests today. Yes, we do. I am your Yes, yes, yes. Very exciting. Uh, I am your host, a spiral staircase, a Minecraft veteran, and a huge fan of hummus. It's me, the king of extra steps. So you are the host. No, you are a host. I am the host. I am a host. Yes, yes. Joining me, as always, is the man with the voice of gold, a heart of gold, and maybe a couple gold teeth. We'll see. It's the host. Good soup. <laughs> Good soup. I told indeed, you I'm going to bring it in the podcast. <laughs> I, know, I knew you were. <laughs> good soup indeed. Yes, today is going to be full of good soup. So thank you guys for joining us live. It's very exciting. It has been quite a busy week on my end. Host, what about you? What you been up to? Well, my week has been busy too with a few... Um, unlikable incidences here and there but finally we've made it so i'm glad that we have me too my man yeah and hey that's part of life things happen things come up but we work through them and we come out stronger eh yes stronger Excellent, my man. Well, it's good to have you here. It's good to have everybody here live. I uh, just don't want to go over a few UGS-specific things before we jump into everything today. Uh, our project manager, Didicus, uh, wanted to let everybody know that we are in the initial stages of production for Project Ominous. Golf claps, golf claps. That's also good uh, How? Yes, very good soup. Uh, However, he is also in need of a couple of 3D modelers. So if you or a friend is interested in that line of work, go ahead and head to the HR section of the the, uh, uh, Discord server uh, and submit an application. We'd love to have you. 3D modelers, where are you? We need you. We need your help. So please... You know, do your thing. Be good. A call Be great. for all the modelers. Be great. Yes. Uh, uh, some other exciting news. Uh, our writing team head, uh, uh, head of writing, uh, Angel, just announced a collaborative project between the writing team and the voice acting team. Yes, yes. Very exciting news. Uh, so uh, more information will be released very soon. So look out for that from Angel. Uh, but I myself, as a, vo- as a voice actor, am very, very excited to get into that. I'm excited to see what the deal is. I can tell you it's very exciting because I am also a voice actor and I know a bit more than you do. When I say you, Whoa. I mean everybody. But Indeed. It's exciting. The host the host has all the insider information. <laughs> I'm not going to spell, though. That's okay. We'll find out soon enough. Not to worry. We'll find out. Righty then. So that's, uh, yeah, pretty much, uh, pretty much everything we needed to cover for UGS. Now we can get into the fun stuff. Ho, ho, ho. Guys, we have some 
unique guests here with us today. Our topic of discussion uh, actually kind of leads into uh, that last little announcement about the collaborative project between the writing team and the voice actors, right? Our topic today, we're talking about uh, the importance of story and writing in video games. Oh, right? yes. I think there are stories. plenty, plenty of games out there with uh, with phenomenal stories, the memorable stories out there. Uh, so we wanted to bring some folks in from the writing team to uh, to sort of discuss some of that. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Moon Shadow. Hello, happy to be hello, here. Hello. <laughs> We have Neku from the character team. Hello. And finally, we have Salem from the writing team and operations. Hello, everybody. Guys, it's so great to have you here. I'm so excited to get into this discussion here. I I'm excited to work with you guys personally as well on Project Ominous, if that's coming up, and some other collaborative projects as well. What do you, uh, what do you guys think about the collaborative project that uh, Angel announced recently? Have you guys heard anything? Uh, Salem, perhaps? I've, I've been kind of left in the dark a bit. I'll, all I know is oh. I'm going to hopefully be writing some scripts and have some people <clears throat> be able to speak them out. Um, I will Fantastic. find you. And oh. I'm not going to say the rest, but you know the rest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, collaborative projects are always a great way to you know get to know the other folks from other communities. It's going to be great Definitely. to you know, interact with all the writing team. Uh, I, I, I don't see many of you guys in the voice chats. It's mostly voice actors that I see in the voice chats, but it's, it's going to be good to see everybody uh, working together as a team. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm honestly so on, excited uh, to see what we can do. You know, when you bring great minds together, you can do great things. And when you have two communities absolutely. colliding and, you know, having the things that we're going to do, I think the um, the outcome of what we're going to do is going to be something of a good soup. Yeah, absolutely. Personally, as a writer, it's really fantastic to actually hear your work, you know, said by one of those voice actors and really bring it to life. Mm hmm. And, and trust me, from the voice actor side, it's so much fun to get a good script and really, really dig into it and bring it to life for you. So good on both sides. All right. So uh, I, I have three guests today. Um, for the people who are listening in who don't know who you are, state your deal. Uh, we can we can start with uh, Moonshadow. State your deal. Who are you? What do you what do you do? Hello, I'm Moonshadow. I work as a story team lead for UGS, and I'm a writer. I'm a game writer, and I ha I saw the server on TikTok, and I was just really excited to um, try a new medium of writing. I've tried a lot of different mediums um, of like books, and I've done scripts before for TVs and movies um, in college, learning about those. So I'm excited to be here and talk about writing. 
Very cool. Very cool. How long have you personally been, you know, in the, the creative writing field? Um, I started when I was like middle school, early middle school. So sixth grade, um, my teacher kind of got me into it. I really loved my teacher and he introduced me to books and then I learned that you can write those books. And so I was, that's where it all started. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, I love the stories that start with that one memorable teacher that you can always remember and point back to. I think <laughs> for everyone, be like, it's your fault. <laughs> for everyone, there is that one person, you know, that changes your life from becoming, um, from being yourself to being something else. That one person that has the passion to share, you know, it's always, it's always great to, to hear stories like that because most of the greatest artists that are out there have started with a simple change and that simple change is one person who influenced the choice and that choice has made you who you are or who they are now definitely i feel like that's, that person that's like i can't imagine a world where i'm not writing anymore like i'm very happy that like that person showed me writing because i i don't know where i'd be without it <laughs> Mm. Well, if you see them again soon, be sure to thank them for us. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. All right, moving right along. Uh, next up, we have Neku, the character team lead. State your deal. Uh, hello. I am Neku, as you probably heard. Uh, I write and flesh out characters for just about anything on the server. I've my skill is probably everywhere since I've been writing novels for a while. Uh, about eight years exactly. My friend got me into it and we've been kind of on a co-team ever since. And personally for me, writing is just a really a creative outlet to sort of create an entire world and a universe where your characters can sort of interact with other characters that you met and you basically become god of your own little world so it's Absolutely. one of the coolest things for me personally yeah I can, um, I can totally see the appeal in having all of the power over an entire universe yeah <laughs> i mean if you can if you can write something right if you have the ability to write something you can change anything within it so it, it technically makes you the creator of the story which is the definite definition, you're the creator of the story. And that power with a single pen and a piece of paper, or I don't know, electronically now, but it all started with a single pen and a piece of paper empty. And now you lay out these lines that you can just imagine in your head as you're writing. And I can, I can tell this by writers because I believe that every single one of us, writer or not, you've wrote a story once in your lifetime and you cannot deny it. Oh, absolutely. Everybody lives their story. They write a story. It's just a part of life. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for the introduction. Last but certainly not least, Salem, state your deal. All right. So in the server, I have been part of the script writing department. I have more held uh, certain tasks to help people understand how to format a script correctly because it's a lot different than actually writing a book 
I've been writing for, I think, going on three years now, and I'm now starting to go to college for it as well. That's excellent. Excellent. Uh, you, you said you're going to college for it. Is that that's going to be your major is writing? Yeah, it's going to be in creative writing. I'm hoping because of the college I chose, I'd be able to sneak my way into certain fields and maybe become like a teacher and teach other people how to write movies and scripts. Ah, so then you would be somebody's inspiration. Yes, I Work can. hard, work smart, so you can be. Indeed. Well, that's excellent. Fantastic. Well, guys, thank you so much for the quick introductions. Uh, for the people who don't know you just yet, can kind of get to know you now. Awesome. So we have three very qualified writers here today to talk about stories in video games. Now, we're all here for a common purpose, of course, is to create video games. And for the longest time, you know, I was convinced myself that, you know, you had to have a enthralling, cohesive story to put out video games. Um, and then, you know, mobile games started to become really, really popular. And I was like, well, you know, a lot of these don't have storylines at all. Does that, you know, as writers, does that kind of you know, make you guys angry that some of these, you know, mindless games have become you know a lot more popular than you know, things and projects that you guys are, are working on and stuff like that uh, uh moon we can we can start with you so i mean i prefer a good story but that's always me like people come for games to different go to different games for different things so some people just want to turn off their minds and they just want to have some fun with gameplay but there's also some people who really want a story. They want to be immersed in something. They want to be a part of a grand adventure. Or they just want to, like, like get emotional over a story. And that's what, like, these story-driven games are there for. It doesn't devalue a game that doesn't really focus on the story. But, like, people come to different games for different reasons. So someone can still play, like, you know, a game that doesn't have a story at all. But they can also still play a story game. It just depends on what the person feels like playing. Well, I think um, a game without a story is interesting in different terms than a game with a story. You see, a game with a story has that extra, um, extra, how do I say this? Extra flavor to the game. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Flavor it's, is a way to put it. It's like it, a different... Sure type of game you know like uh, it, as much as people go for like gameplay like story can be gameplay as well for some people like whenever they play the game they play for the story so it's just for whatever sure, for person sure. wants. uh neku any thoughts on this oh absolutely uh for me personally it's kind of a hot take but i'd like to say Every single game in existence has a story in one way or another. Hmm. Because Elaborate. All right. Uh, say, for example, one of the oldest games known is Adventure, where you're literally a little yellow block and you're moving side to side on a black screen. Some would say, okay. that's barely even a game. <laughs> but <laughs> the point of a story is 
to just have sort of an interaction between characters that you established or even an object that you establish as long as it's something is going from point a to point b that in itself is a story so even if somebody might say flappy bird is in a story because you're just a bird flapping you know in the wind that's still a bird that's still a character that was created for sole purpose of flapping through buildings that's a story hmm. okay okay i kind of see your point okay yeah, cause yeah, cause thinking on uh, Flappy Bird was a fantastic example of just the, this this mindless game that you can uh, tap a bird through buildings, and you know it, it. One wouldn't think that that has a story. I personally don't really consider that to be you know, a, a, a story driven game, but you, you know you made you made a great point in that somebody had to make I the think... effort to create this character and give them motivation. So I kind of, yeah, I definitely see your point. I think that um, stories are embedded within games, within all games, in, in different ways or forms. So I see the point that Neku is trying to make where, you know, you have a very simple game, but there is a character that was created. That means there was a story to it. It's just too simple. And actually, recently, I've been playing story mode games just to have more info on, you know, what a story can actually do to change the gameplay. So that is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Salem, any additional thoughts? Well, um, Neku kind of stole everything I was going to say, but um, huh. not only the games that don't have a direct story, it also leaves interpretation for people to make their own stories about it. They're, that's why theory channels exist and people drown out conversations is they want to sort of make their own ideas off of a game that might not have a clear beginning to end mission well i can okay. i can um i can add something in here i saw in the chat uh, people are saying tetris is a really good game and it did not have a story but i can tell you that games like tetris games like super mario Games, these games were in the golden age of mechanical games, games that has mechanics to them. Because previously mm -hmm. to that, you could find games, they're just not mechanical. You just have pictures and you click on pictures and that's it. But when moving yeah. things onto an image and you have that um, dynamic of movement, people were interested in the movement itself and the dynamics of the game and how it could be interesting. And then moved along to evolve to, you know, story and themes and worlds and whatnot. And it keeps evolving until now we have, what, VR, virtual reality. We have augmented reality. And you can, you can even mix the two together and also just play them on your computer without any virtual machine, really. So, you know, it's interesting to see that games were doing fine without a story. But now, I don't think there will be a game that launches and goes to the greatest heights without a story in the background. No matter how Absolutely. simple it is, it should have a story. Yeah. And, and another great example that I saw from the Interactions channel is, of course, Minecraft, one of the biggest, most popular games to date. You know, it doesn't inherently have a storyline because it's an open sandbox game. You know, you create that story as the player. Oh yes, Minecraft. Yeah, and a lot of specific um, 
things with Minecraft is people have been making theories on what the actual story is. I've seen one where um, the Enderman used to be people like the oh, player when they go when they went to the end. Yeah, they went to I the see. end and the Ender Dragon. I think I saw the same video them. that you did, Salem. It was. I'm pretty sure I saw it on uh, Game Theory. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, all fantastic examples. Uh, I, I did want to ask about, you know, on of course, on the topic of stories, um, what's, uh, what do you guys as writers think is like a defining difference between writing a good story for a video game as opposed to like a book, for example? And, and Salem, we can start with you. What, what would you define as the differences? Um, well, when you think of... Um uh books they more have to describe everything to you and movies are using more pictures to tell you to go along with the story when it comes to a game you want the player to feel like they are in the story you want the player to feel like whatever they are doing is making a great impact on what's going on yeah neku thoughts um, to kind of piggyback off the earlier discussion, <laughs> I think that games are things that none of them have a 100% concrete story. You don't have a completely linear pathway because then it wouldn't be a game. A game is something that mm. you interact with. So say, for example, if you're playing a shooter campaign story, you're going through that game, you're shooting the bad guys, and your character is surviving through each of those exchanges. But every exchange is different because every interaction with an enemy is different. You're telling a different story every single time, even though it's a mainline story. So okay. let yeah, me yeah. let me get this point um, across, if I understood it correctly. So you're telling me that when you're creating a story uh, for a game rather than a book, a game would be abstract, where the player would kind of make their own idea of the story that you wrote as a writer. Where in a book, it's just reading the lines in the book, and that's interesting enough, but you cannot manipulate how the story goes in that book. Absolutely. Like, world building in itself is story building. Like, you're creating a world, you're creating lore for that world, and that's what you're able to, you know, interact with. That's why Minecraft works so well, because even though it's just an open sandbox, you can tell there's a story behind it. There's NPCs you can interact with. There's, you know, strange enemies. There's a campaign or sort a of way where you have to fight the Ender Dragon. So there is a story there. It's just not as concrete as other story-based games. For sure, for sure. Moon, anything to add? Um, I agree with both um, of my writer friends here, and I feel like games are uniquely powerful in that you have interactive storytelling, and that like books, you just uh, it has the advantage of just being able to read and just interpret things in your mind of like how things look like you don't, you're not constricted to actual visual things. And then yeah. TVs and movies, they actually have visuals, they have soundtracks, they have light, they have all the like visual 
storytelling that you're able to like watch with your eyes and you can also feel immersed like that but with interactive storytelling with games you have like a direct impact you are the story itself and having that feeling that like you are living precariously through a game is very unique to games because like no other medium can be as interactive as games can be whenever you're telling a story yeah, no, 100%. And I, I definitely feel like that's something that uh, is a big disconnect when I talk about video games with, uh, you know, friends and family. Uh, a lot of the times they don't quite understand why I get so you know, entrapped in them, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, for example, I've been I've been playing a video game called Destiny for the last seven years that it's been out. And, you know, my parents are always like, well, why are you always playing video games? And I'm just like, well, you it's the same reason that people binge watch television shows. You know, they just get so wrapped up into it. But with the video game, it's it's a whole nother level of diving deep into this story and being involved. Absolutely. Well, I think stories are are written in, in different ways and forms, right? You write a story about um, an interesting topic that you had in mind, a, a creation, basically, of characters and, and themes and whatnot. But I always wondered, I always wondered this. I've read many stories and I've played different, many different games. I cannot even count how many games I've played. I don't yeah. know what makes a story interesting. I know there is a hook, you know, and there is the, the reward at the end and whatnot, but what really makes a story interesting? Can any of you story writers tell me, please? Yeah, yeah. Neku, if you could go ahead and start. That's a, that's a great question, host. Yeah, what, what would be the most important part of any story that keeps players engaged? You know, is it the beginning of the story that gets you hooked? Is it the, the climax? Or is it working towards that really satisfying end? What do you guys think? Neku? For me, I, I'd say it again goes back a little bit where there's an important distinction between novel, movie, and video game. In a novel, you're kind of seeing the story from a main a perspective. It could be a main character, it could be a narrator, it can be whatever. In a movie, you're also getting a better look at what that character is feeling, what they're going through, how it is to be them. In a video game, you are the main character. No matter how linear or if you're playing a role-playing game character or whatever, mm-hmm. you're playing through you become the character that you've seen that cutscene of wit. I think the most important thing to make a story interesting is to give the character, the player, as much freedom as possible in the story to make them feel like they're making an impact. Because if you feel like you're impacting the story, that story is interesting. So in other words, when, when the players are kind of making their own story, and altering the reality that the writer has wrote, it makes it more interesting for the players, right? Absolutely. I see. Well, actually, that's, that's a very good point. Mm. Absolutely. Moon. Moon, any thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts. Anyways, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I feel like... So whenever I talk with authors and I've been watching like tons of videos and stuff like that and just doing the process myself of storytelling... I feel like the ultimate thing that makes a story a story is the message you have and 
um, the way that the character kind of goes through the arc. It doesn't have to be the main character, actually, because there's, like, two types of character arcs you can have for your main character. They can either, mm. either be a dynamic character arc. Dynamic character arc means, basically, they go do a significant change. They're changed from the beginning and the end. They're not the same person. They've gone through a significant change throughout the plot or interacting with other characters. Whatever story you're trying to tell, they have changed because of that story. But then there's also static character arcs where the main character doesn't necessarily change, but everyone else changes around them because of the main character. And I feel like storytelling kind of does both, but like if you are the main character, you more like you yourself are changing all these characters around you that you're interacting with and all that. And that's where the story starts of seeing changes and seeing this message that you're trying to tell through through all the these little pieces like a chess match, you know? You have all your pieces mm-hmm. like ready and you're battling against your audience. I wouldn't say battling, but you you have everything crafted just so you can tell your story and the main thing is this character arc, this watching a character grow through the event the story, whatever you have, and just seeing a person change or not change or see other people change is what so makes the story. The progression of the character is one key factor for adding interest to the story and a little bit of more sparkles here and there. Yeah. I would argue it's like ultimately a story that is the heart of every story is seeing things change, is seeing a character change. Well, I, I saw some characters in some video games that, that changed throughout the series of the video games. For example, Uncharted, The Last of Us, you know, these are very well written story games. Um, but I also saw games with the stories where the act, the the characters did not change. They were the same all along, but the story was yet to be interesting. So... Uh, your vo- your point is very valid in a, in a way, but you still, mm. you know, as a player, as as a person who plays video games a lot, I can tell that there are some characters that never change. Their powers don't change, their movements don't change, you don't gain anything, but you still play. A good example would be Mario. You're always Mario, you're always doing the same thing. The The surroundings of you change. The, the theme, the game modes you can go through, but your character is always the same. So if the character is always the same, what still makes the story interesting? And Salem, this question is for you. Um, I don't know, whenever I think of a story, I love to see the emotion through everything. When... I find a story I don't and I don't see any emotion with it I sort of get like a disconnect because I feel like these characters or maybe the scene itself isn't really being portrayed the way it's supposed to I always thought that the um, I don't know I, I always thought it was just like the entire thing needs to flesh out will which it does but if you're missing emotion in a specific piece of the puzzle then it could 
um, I feel like it could ruin the entire story at that point, unless it's a main plot point that there is no emotion. So emotions make stories interesting. Hmm. Yeah, and that, and that's really great to think about. Kind of piggybacking on the other points that we made about uh, Mario and and games like that, where you are just this one character, and the rest of the games change. Uh, the rest of the game changes around you. You know, um, as writers, I guess a, a question to you would be, you know, how do you create a game that is, or a, a storyline at least, that is so engaging and so enthralling that people come back to it even when you remaster or rework it or put it in another uh, uh, universe I guess you could say because the, the the one example that stands out to me the most are the Pokemon games and you can go back to Pokemon Yellow Pokemon Red and then go through all of the rest of them and the premise is exactly the same you start out as a kid work your way through a bunch of gyms and at the end you battle the elite four and you win how do you how, how does one create a story that you know keeps up through multiple generations but is essentially exactly the same all the way through i would argue well, for i would argue um stories although they seem the same but I don't think they will be the same. And I'll leave it to Salem to answer this one. I think he has better information yeah. than I do. When it comes to the Pokemon games, a, a big reason people keep going back to it is the nostalgia factor. They played it was they, when they was a kid. They want to see how the journeys, the fighting mechanics might have changed. They want to see any new things that may have been added because it started out with 151 Pokemon. Now it's all the way up to like 867. Oh, a lot sure. of people want to see the change that happens in the world itself. So maybe the storyline doesn't change, but you have a lot of, you have different characters coming along. You have different uh, objectives to try and complete even though the story arc's the same they keep adding new things to the world to make it interesting so is this I, a way I, don't know. I, I just I, I feel like it's, it's still so static for me that's kind of why I stopped playing the Pokemon games for the, the longest time is that you know it, it just kept feeling like we were doing exactly the same thing over and over again and sure there would be like a new enemy gang that you had to beat and you know their motivation for taking over the world was slightly different from the last one but like i don't, I don't know that might just be me i think it's uh, a way uh, of writing it's it's a way of writing where the main story is the same but the plots around it change so the main story is the same he's just collecting pokemons and fighting and fighting but the things yeah. around around the main character change around him. So the story could change in a way, but very subtle. And it might be not pleasing for everyone, but it's still good soup. <laughs> it's good soup. <laughs> yeah. Moon, any thoughts on this one? Um, actually, I think back to just like a lot of timeless things that we all know of. Like, for example, Star Wars. I don't know if anyone's like seen the new visions, but... I think that's an example of like figuring out at the heart of your story, like what it is. 
and carrying that through every iteration, you know? And like, like for example, Harry Potter, you know, like the whole like imagination of going to another land and practicing magic at a magic school and then Star Wars is becoming like a warrior with lightsabers. That's just a cool mm. concept and it just sparks your imagination that you can be it yourself, you know? I feel yeah. like once you figure out that thing that people just love your story for that like sparks something within them then you can have that in all these different iterations and will never get stale you know because you can still add fresh things but at the heart of it everyone knows what it is and the heart stays throughout the whole thing and that's how you make like a really good like franchise i feel like that's why i still like pokemon because at the heart it's just like interacting with these cool like creatures going on adventures and you meet all these new creatures and you get to name them and you get to pe- I don't know I just like that sort of stuff yeah. so that's why I like the Pokemon games oh don't get me wrong I totally see the appeal for sure for sure and and this kind of leads into the next question and this is uh, this is going to be directed for uh, Neku to start us off but um, uh, as far as stories go and you know getting attached to these characters that you meet what are what are some of your favorite like plot twists to kind of really pull at players heartstrings to keep them engaged of course uh well I've, I've talked about it before, but one of my favorite plot twists in games is in Nier Automata, where the mm. main plot is simply just to, well, at least at the tutorial, is you're going on a mission to destroy these robots. They're, you know, sentient robots that are attacking everything, and for the most part, the androids, which are tasked by the humans to kill them, are just doing that, destroying the robots without any mind to, you know, their existence. And as yeah, you get absolutely. through the game and you get a lot further, you start to learn that these robots aren't acting like robots. They're mm-hmm. having festivals, they're wearing clothes, they're having con- intellectual conversations, they're having hopes, dreams, they're even, you know, mm-hmm. having coitus. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're, they're mimicking humans to the extent that really questions, is it right to kill them? Oh, and that's then you where, feel it in your heart and you're like, oh, why did I kill them at the beginning? Yeah, you can yeah. sympathize with oh. the humanity of it. Interesting. And all along, the androids are saying, don't listen to their voices. They're, they're just robots. They're just replaying what they've heard. But the robots are literally screaming, help us, help us, please don't mm. kill me. <laughs> As oh, you're no. playing through the game. Yeah, no. and once uh, but, you meet the robots that actually have, you know, they can actually have conversations, you start to feel really bad about all the other robots. Oh, that hurts. Oh, man. Haven't played the game, but I can tell you that hurts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for those who are a little lost in the conversation, near Automata, I, I put it in the chat to, so you can check it out. It's a, a game from 2017. It's a single player developed by Platinum Games. You know, when it comes to a plot, right, so you can write plots that change and you can write a static plot that doesn't change. So as a writer, Nick, when, when you're writing a story, do you think about the, you know, the danger of changing a plot? Do you think that maybe the player would just, you know, completely leave the game because they it's too much for them? 
Do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you're basically putting someone in your world, like either through reading a book, movie, game, whatever, you're taking a risk that, okay, will they like this world? Will they like the story that I've created? And will they watch till the end to see what happens? So, in the same example, Nair Automata, freaking, you could just want to be an android that's been killing some robots and you don't want to hear about robots begging for mercy. <laughs> like, that might be a little bit too much for you. Like, you might just want a simple plot like Mario or even Flappy Bird to just to play the game, not think about things. And that's completely yeah. fine. I feel when you do want to change the world and have that person go along with that new world, it just comes down to really good writing and foreshadowing. You have to make it so that the surprise, the twist of a new world underneath the world you've already created isn't out of pocket. It isn't just coming out of nowhere. It's something that's been established and the player or watcher didn't see it yet. Honestly, if I played that game and this happened to me in game, that would be the end of that game in my my gaming series. <laughs> I would just stop. You know, I would spend two days, you know, sitting there just by the window, watching the rain outside and just going, no, I didn't kill humans. I did not. I did not know. I didn't, I didn't. It really makes you question your own humanity there. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think it's done Goodness. well because it's a slow roll. First, you're just killing mindless robots. Then you're mm. killing robots that can actually have like little voice messages. Then you're killing robots that, you know, are wearing costumes and they're just automatically going uh -huh. through the same process over so and over. So you're kind of lured in. You're lured into that murder. You, you don't just go yeah, you kill have. robots immediately. You <laughs> kill them and then, you know, get, you get lured into robots that can do a little more humane things and then a little more and then eventually they're full-on humans and you have to still kill them oh, and slaughter them. they do them. turn into full-on humans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurts. Wow. That yeah. hurts. Mm -hmm. But I essentially, you're mm -hmm. thinking... Okay, these are just robots. You have all the information to make the distinction between robots and human, but that distinction becomes very like small very quickly. That's why yeah. I think it's a good plot twist. Wow. What about uh, what about our other writers here? Maybe Moon could uh, enlighten us with another writer's plot twist, another tricks of the um. trade. Honestly, uh, when it comes to plot twists, I think. They have to, like uh, Neku kind of already said about foreshadowing, like it has to be very plausible to do a sort of twist like that. And it also needs to add to your story, not like do it for a shock factor or whatever. It's more of like trying to get your message across in an interesting yeah. way, which is like what we're talking about in your Automata. It's... If they, that story would not have as potent of a, of a message of like what makes a, a thing human, like what makes us human, without having that sort of like plot progression of realizing that. And that makes it unique. Like that's what helps it with its message. That's the whole point of the game is to like analyze that for yourself. Like what makes us human. And yeah. like I think kind of Undertale, I wouldn't say it's like a plot twist but it does have un it takes conventions of video games and it twists it on its head 
and the way it's executed. And I think that's why it tells a potent story because it purposely sets up this plot to get you attached. And then it also, you have that attachment when you're doing like a different route and you're more being like a villain the story, even though you were like a good person in another story. You know, it takes figuring out what you want to say with this story and then whatever plot twist or plot in general that you have structured, you need to execute what is the best way to get your message across with the pieces that you have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, one, of, one of my favorites to kind of throw out there uh, plot twist wise is uh, killing off a character that you've you know built up so much backstory with and you know you spent a lot of time with and then you know suddenly something in the story you know gives them their grand exit and you wouldn't have thought that you know the the author would touch this character you thought that you would make it to the end of the game with this character and then suddenly you know they're gone and it's that you know, it's that emotional aspect of pulling at players heartstrings that really really makes a good story for me at least you know I, I think back on television shows uh game of thrones was a great example of getting you to really really care about their characters and then bam they're gone i think it's also yeah. it comes to personality so for example a person playing video games is well people don't play the video games the same right so there are people who play video games without even immersing into the game. They're just, they're playing for the dynamics and movements and all that into the game. But they're not mm -hmm. playing for the story. Well, you have people like me who really indulge and dive deep into the story and get so attached to things. And then when, when these things happen, I just have, you know, sadness in my brain while I'm playing the game. Yeah. Why? But Why? Absolutely. No, I, I get you. And and this uh, this next question, I kind of want to direct at Salem, since you're you know in school for this creative writing. Uh, what what are what are some tips and tricks that you can impart on aspiring creative writers that uh, that, that can use uh, in this specific example a character's death to their advantage to progress the plot? All right. So when I think of killing off a character. There's this one game I think of where it did it really well, and it was such a big twist. Um, you look at the Walking Dead Telltale series. They kill off the main character you've been playing as for the entirety of like three hours you've been playing. And it hit Spoiler. so hard because they did it so well that wow. you almost didn't want to play the second game because that... It, it would you'd be moving on from that character that you've played on so well so if you want to kill off a character you have to make sure you know the impact it's going to have on not only the audience but the characters inside your game inside your story um mm. back to the killing off the main character there was he was taking care of this little girl during the apocalypse and you could see the emotion on her face when she realized she was losing the one person that kind of took care of her and she's going to be on her own until she can find someone else. You just have to make sure you know where you want to take the story after you kill them. You want to have all of your plot points thought about. You want to 
make sure all the characters are reacting in the correct way. Yeah, the, this is the the Walking Dead Telltale series from 2012. It's a four part series for context here. Yeah, yeah. the main character dies. Everyone is very distraught. The group they had breaks apart, and then the second game starts off with you playing as that girl for the next couple mm-hmm. series. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, wow. There are so many just phenomenal examples of of games that, you know, get you to care about characters and really get you involved. And, you know, the the list goes on and on. Um, We mentioned some great ones today. The Walking Dead Telltale series. Definitely recommend that. Uh, Near Automata. I think I'm going to go download that after we finish this discussion. Um uh moon did you have uh, like a like a favorite story driven video game that you wanted to at least um yeah mention? i do it one of my favorite like i would argue it's one of my favorite games of all time but um it's a game called to the moon and it kind of pertains to this uh, topic of character death because the whole game is about um these two scientists they go around and they have a machine that can alter a person's memories to have it be whatever dreams they have. But usually the only way that they can like equip it and go inside someone's dream- memories and like manipulate things to for that person to achieve their dreams or desires is if they are close to death. So it's usually elderly people that are like like moments away from passing away. And so the story of the first game is about these two doctors going in and the this old man main desire is to go to the moon he wanted to be an astronaut but things didn't work out and he that's his biggest regret in life that he never got to achieve that dream and he doesn't just bulge why before he goes into a coma so yeah. the doctors go into his memories and tries to piece together why his dream didn't come true and how they can make that dream a reality. And it's like, it's like changing their memories before they die. So they would never know what their real memories were. So in their mind, they got to achieve whatever they wanted to do. They don't live with any regrets before they pass away. And I feel like Mm. that story is just like all about achieving whatever you want in this life, because we only have one life, you know, not to be, a downer. <laughs> no, know, no, like I get it though. Death I get is it. eminent, you know. <laughs> I would find but, the story I mean... <laughs> good. You know, I would find that game very good to play. I would add it to my good soup games. Good soup games. A very Absolutely. Good game. Yeah. But yeah, well, hey, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. That with character Fan- death, you know, it's like a human life, and that's why you should treat mm. character deaths like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, to kind of uh, bring the mood back up, <laughs> we, we were getting kind of dark and sad Too much there. Sadness I, I'm, I'm definitely gonna. Yeah, that's okay though. Like you know, the, the, the video games that really bring out emotions are the really important ones too. So, hundred percent recommend all three of these games that we that we had mentioned: uh, To the Moon, Near Autonoma, The Walking Dead series. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, we are slowly approaching our time so i did want to quickly open up the 
uh, interactions channel for some of our listeners to ask some questions to our writers while we do have a bit of time left. Um, you know, if you if you have uh, any questions for myself, for the host, for our guests, please put them in the text channel. Uh, please keep curse words to an absolute minimum, and also we won't be able to answer you know any in depth questions uh, back to Project Ominous right now because you know we have m- as much information about that as you do, which is zero. So, Not zero, but yeah. Not well. Zero. It, it was, I have zero. You might have some, but uh, you know, you're not allowed to talk about it just yet. Mm. All right. By the way, right can we? That jo- can we appreciate the uh, yeah, fact that um, Moonshine and um, and Salem, Salem changed the profile picture, and Moonshine changed the name to Boo Shadow. Uh, sorry, Moon Shadow to Boo Shadow, just <laughs> to just for. Um, <laughs> the halloween and i'm coming up with uh, my own version of that so look forward to that my picture is going to change it's spoopy season folks back to the (laughs) questions all right so we've got our first question from uh, from jonah uh any tips for writing short stories such as like youtube videos or short films uh uh, moon we'll, we'll start with you um i would say the main difference when it comes to short stories is learning how to tell a story very concisely because you don't have the privilege of length. It does So you have to figure out what's the most precise way to get your message across in the most succinct way possible. So honestly, I would encourage like newer writers to start with short stories first because it kind of gets you into figuring out like the bare bones of like storytelling and trying to learn how to do it concise really helps whenever you're doing long form so i would just uh like when you're doing like short films youtube videos first figure out like what story you're trying to tell that goes for every every story no matter what it is but with short stories it's more of like how succinctly like like trying to pinpoint was the best way to tell this story as quick as possible and as succinctly as possible neku any thoughts uh, yes, I agree with pretty much everything <laughs> Moon has said. Uh, my best advice for short stories the, or YouTube videos or short films, the best thing you want to do is consider exactly what the story is you want to tell. If you're telling a mystery story, you have to lay out all of the information very neatly in the story so that the reader can figure out the mystery along with whoever is figuring out the mystery which is the main character totally so with that Salem. yeah yeah uh, uh with no, that no, sorry, I j- just pretty much figure out what you're going to foreshadow immediately because you have to do it quick it's a short story <laughs> and just make sure it flows with everything in the story nice all right there we go salem all right personally i'm not very good at writing short stories but when i do i have to plan out everything before i start writing Mm. and for me as a person who kind of just wants to go from the end to the beginning if i don't plan out what i want I'm going to end up adding too many things and make the story go on even longer. 
Old Salem, I have I actually have a question about that specifically. So when I've I've wrote a few stories before in the past and they're just short stories to entertain myself whenever I'm bored. Um I'm not a writer. I do not know how to write stories, but I've built my story based on a character that I had in my mind and that's how I built my story. So when you're building your stories, do you build them off the character or do you choose a theme first or do you choose the progression first and then you build the character based off of that so the the real question is what is your base when you're writing a story what do you choose to be your base or is that something malleable where you story, could change it i always try to come up with the direction i want to take it that doesn't really have have to be concrete because things are going to change while you're writing you're going to come up with better ideas but you want to have a start and then you want to sort of find out where you want to start taking the story after that you can start building the world around your concept you start putting the characters in the world and then you can find out the story for where you want to find those characters and where you want to bring them afterwards so basically there is no base it's whatever you choose to be and you can change it midway through the story and that's just fine yeah, I mean, that's how I, I'm i a rare type of writer, what they call a pantser writer. So I just sit down and write whatever comes to mind. I, I'll start out with a small little snippet of something, and then I'll end up writing for hours. Hmm. Well, that's very interesting. One of the, one of the things, I just had a... My small snippet was a sort of aftermath of a uh, war between humans and AI. And then I was able to take that small concept, create the world I wanted it in, create the characters. And then I have a roughly hour and 20 minute movie made out of it. Wow. That's wow. very that's, impressive. That is good soup. Good soup. <laughs> uh, uh, Neku, did you have a, a, a an answer to that question there? Uh, uh, any uh, base yeah. that you start out with that you like to? So, I, like Salem said, it's very depending on your preference. Like, you could write the world, a story, character, whichever first. It really depends on what's, you know, sinking in your mind and what you want to, like, flesh out first. Uh, personally for me I kind of randomize it like I'll make a sm small little idea of what the story is going to be like oh the gods lost all their powers now they have to turn to technology <laughs> and with that I can either start writing the world you know fleshing out what type of world these gods are in or what type of technology they'd be using. Are they using like little magical technology? Are they using more sci-fi technology? And then I would either go to the characters. What type of gods are we talking about? Are these the kind of villainous gods that are going to be killing humans, creating technology for evil? Or are they going to just be chill gods that just want to make things easier for themselves? And then I figure out the story. Where 
what will bring these gods to make technology, what will happen when they make technology, and how will the conflict and conclusion come from that initial idea? Wouldn't that okay. be considered so magic? Like, yeah. Wouldn't that be considered magic? <laughs> Technically, <laughs> science, I mean, magic is just really advanced science, in my opinion. Like, magic goes off the rules of that world, and the rules are basically science. It's just there's mm. different mediums in which magic happens, and there's different mediums in which science happens. Yeah, so, I like to think magic is just science we haven't explained yet. We have a very good question from Jack O. Mike. The question goes... How do my fellow writers deal with rejection? Mm. This one's going to hit hard. Good one. Good one. Oh, by the way, well, um, we could start with. This is, I hope this is the last question. We're almost running out of time here. So yep. sorry for the people who didn't get their questions answered. Uh, we're getting them answered hopefully later. Yeah, going on about an hour, but. A fantastic discussion. So, uh, well, Moon, we'll start with you. How do you deal with rejection? Um, I mean, I, I not gonna lie, it kind of hurt, but <laughs> but I just take it as an opportunity to figure out like what I did wrong, not necessarily wrong, but like what I can improve on with like critiques and whatnot. And like I've dealt with like I've submitted stuff to competitions and I get honorable mentions but i don't really get first and i mean i'm fine with that but um i just i just always want to improve and figure out like what worked and what didn't work and just build upon what i just keep on trying i keep just keep on writing like that's the moral of the story with the new writers become a good writer just keep on writing just keep on writing just do it just keep on doing it <laughs> yeah practice no makes what. perfect for sure mm-hmm yeah. yeah. Would any of the other guys want to weigh in on this? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll say with a simple, just little thing. There's no such thing as perfection, and it's a really great thing that there is no such thing as perfection because perfection is the end. Once you reach perfection, there's nowhere to go. There's no creativity. That's it. Everybody should strive for it, but you should never reach it. So when you do get rejection, that's not a bad thing at all because you're able to refine your craft, make it even better. And who knows, like, if that person said yes to the thing that wasn't that great, everybody will see that. And now, you know, that's their only idea that they have of you, that not so great work. But if you just refine it to the best point that you think it can be, and you send that out, that's what everybody sees. So I think that's much better than something that you're not really that proud of. I love that point. I love saying that as well, is that there's no such thing as perfection. So <laughs> don't worry too much if you don't reach it. That's awesome. Yeah. Salem, any thoughts before we, we go? Um, well, so the writing discussion has had challenges in the past every once in a while. And I really didn't place high when I first started out. But this is because I haven't really had anyone professional look over my writing. So what I did is I took the feedback they gave me. I refined everything. I added details that might have been missing. And then I had those same people re-look at it to see 
if this is more something they would have been looking for. So, I guess I deal with rejection in a way of going back and just making everything better for the next time so someone else would like the idea. Oh, that's amazing. I think, I think that the, um, I think that the stories in general just make up the game, as I said earlier, more interesting. And I think I would wrap up with this statement. Stories are good soup. <laughs> good soup. Good soup. <laughs> if you take anything away from this episode, it's good soup. Yeah. Just title it good soup. Excellent. It's an Easter egg. It's an Easter egg for later. Fantastic. Yeah, if you made it to the end, uh, comment in the bottom in the comments, uh, good soup with a capital P. <laughs> very cool, guys. Well, hey, I thank you so very much for all of your insight. I sure learned a lot about story building. Uh, I, I think I'm going to take this into you know anything that I try uh, and, and definitely come to these guys for you know, tips and tricks of the trade. So, uh, Moonshadow, Neku, Salem, guys, thank you so very much for joining us today. It was a pleasure discussing everything with you. Uh, we are going to talk about art and character building next time. This is something that I have been endlessly interested in. So, guys, we will see you next time on the episode 7 of the UGS Community Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us today. I had a bunch of fun. Uh, thank you to the host for supporting the community and the pod squad. As always. Hats off to you, sir. As always. Hats off. Hats off to you, Shout too. out to Banacore for the edits. Appreciate you. And for everybody listening, remember, opportunity is out there. Go find yours. We'll see you next time.